2: Bob McManaman, who's a longtime sports writer for the Arizona Republic, covers the Cardinals and the NFL. It looked like it was about to go the way of what we'd seen with the Cardinals' offense, kind of sputtering and really not able to generate a whole lot. What turned things around there in the second quarter when we saw the team really take off?
3: Yeah, was no doubt, back-to-back pick sixes. I mean, that changed everything, and it gave this team some confidence they needed. And the offense seemed to thrive with that, and having Hopkins back obviously was a huge, huge part of what that offense can be, and what it showed traces that it it will be moving forward. He was he was great tonight.
2: Were they lacking in confidence?
3: No doubt. I mean, they they couldn't get anything going. I mean, they've tried changing up practice schedules, and they. They didn't go no-huddle as much. They actually huddled more to try and stay on the same page to eliminate pre-snap penalties. They had some new guys up front starting due to injuries. So it was probably smart. and One of the best moves Kingsbury's made all year. <laughs> you know, go go huddle more and get out of that that misery that you've been in, stuck in for the first six weeks. I thought it worked great.
2: <clears throat> Do you think it's as simple as that, or is there something else going on with this offense?
3: I <laughs> I think there is something else going on. I can't put my finger on it. We've all searched and asked, and no one seems to have answers. I, I will say this. my opinion, I don't think Kyler Murray's is playing up to his potential. I think he's been struggling. I don't know what it is. Uh just seems like off his mark a lot tonight. He was sharper. He was cleaner. Uh, things just didn't seem to be rolling for him. He couldn't get in any continuity with anybody until tonight. And Hopkins, I think, was the major difference. There's a reason why he threw to him 14 times, because he's going to catch it almost every time, and he almost did.
2: Interesting to ask, though, I wanted to ask mm-hmm. about Kyler Murray, because there was a, a moment that was clearly captured on camera where he's frustrated yeah. and he's kind of yelling at his coach a little bit, and, and Hopkins <laughs> has to get in between them. Which
3: Yeah, they gave us some good stuff about yeah, that.
2: How frustrated has he been when it comes to these first seven weeks now?
3: Yeah, we even asked him. It seems like he you seem actually happy for a change. I mean, he wasn't even happy when they won their other two games. And he said they're they're still not close to what he thinks they should be or what their standard should be. I don't know what the standard's supposed to look like, but it hasn't been good. And, and tonight well, I could see potentiality, you know, if if that's a word.
2: <laughs> Asking the quarterback what would he say has held them back offensively.
3: He's struggling for answers, too. I mean, he, he says it's, we get to a certain part of the field and we, we suffer breakdowns, pre-snap penalties, you know, turnover, which they haven't had many of. They've only really had five all year, which is one of the, you know, among the, the best in the league. So I, I I think it's been him. I just think he's been overthrowing and underthrowing, and, and that wasn't so much of a problem. You know, there's only a few miscues tonight that was good. I think, I think the problem has been him, but I... I hate to be the only one in the world saying it, but I I don't know if I am the only one, so Mm. we'll see.
2: Yeah, I don't think that's the case. (laughs) It seems like there are a lot of people pointing to him, especially after after his big contract that he signed, right? And he pressed for it. Bob McManaman is with us following Thursday Night Football. He covers the Cardinals for the Arizona Republic. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, so then there's an incident where Hopkins steps in between him and his coach, and Kyler, if you can read lips, is telling his coach essentially to calm down. What did they have to say about that exchange?
3: yeah yeah well cliff we had three different versions of that uh all pretty much probably the, is true to some extent cliff <laughs> said tyler was telling me that i look too uptight on television i need to chill and tyler said somewhat he said look we got this calm the blank down and mm. uh and let us take we'll fix it don't worry about it and it was time issue down in the down by the goal line where they've had a lot of struggles, clock's running down. They had to burn it another timeout, and that obviously infuriated Kingsbury. So, <laughs> Kyler told him, "We're going to score. Just sh- shut up." And wow! And they did. <laughs> and uh, and Hopkins <laughs> Hop was great because he came between, yeah, and separated them. A little, didn't really separate, just kind of talked them down and said, "Hey, they're both they're both competitive." fiery people. He said, he said, I'm not married, but I imagine that's what being married is like. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's
2: what he said. Interesting. All right. From that point on, obviously, they were able to to find a groove offensively yeah. and then definitely defensively because it helps when you're playing with a lead, right? It helps when you are in a position of strength and your defense is putting two touchdowns on the board. And then, of course, they're going three for four in the red zone. So let's talk about yeah. DeAndre Hopkins then. In addition to catching the 10 balls and being so good at what he does, how else does he impact the Cardinals?
3: I not enough people know this about Hopkins and it took me pretty much until this year, his third year to really get it is by talking to everybody on that team, offense, defense, they, he coaches everybody up privately. He pulls veterans aside. He pulls rookie DBs aside and gives them tips. He, he helps everybody, quarterbacks, even coaches. He, he, he is a coach, literally on the field in practices in the locker room. He goes up to everybody, and he, you know, he was he said it again tonight. He goes, look, I, I expect people to do that to me, like Hop. We need you to get going. Uh, he said, I, no, people push me, but I, I probably need more of that. And I, you know, it, it's a side of Hopkins you, you don't really hear about, but it's nice to hear that because he, it means he's a true leader. And mm. the team says you can feel the energy that he commands when he when he's around. He expects everybody to be at the top. I think that's helpful for Kyler more than anybody. Uh, And we're seeing more of that out of Kyler. Like we saw on the sideline exchange with Cliff.
2: It certainly has been a revolving door, though. He comes back even as Hollywood Brown leaves. Brown's only been with the team since the draft. And now Robbie Anderson comes in. He gets traded to the team. How difficult is that or how challenging is that for a quarterback when it's constantly revolving door of receivers?
3: Well, Kyler loves it. He absolutely loves it. I mean, I obviously loves having Hopback, hop back, but he, he, he was asked this weekend, tonight. Uh, they did try a deep ball to, to Robbie, he has got great speed. He's got good size at 6'3", runs a 4'3", something still. Uh, so that, that replaces some of the speed you lose for four to six weeks by not having Hollywood Brown. But uh, uh, Kyler, and he, you give him more targets, he's happier. I mean... <laughs> The more playmakers, the better. This offense, if, like they're saying, hasn't reached anywhere near its full potential yet. And I, I, I don't think anybody can look at the roster on offense with this team it, when they get going and they'll be able to see what, what it does. But the names alone, the talent alone, especially when Hollywood Brown gets back. But I mean, Rondale Moore is special. Zach Ertz is special. James Conner, when he's back from a rib injury, is special. And and they all can make plays as, as pass catchers and that's that's killer for Kyler. He loves it. He doesn't mind spreading the ball. He didn't spread it around as much as anyone probably expected because look, number ten's back in the lineup, you throw it to Nuke and he threw it to him fourteen times. He caught ten for one hundred and three. Problem solved in my book anyways for this week. You you go to Minnesota on ten days rest and I, I expect to see the offense a lot better especially with some guys coming back.
2: I heard the stat on the Westwood One broadcast, which kind of blew me away. First time over 40 points for the Cardinals since January of 2017? Crazy. That is crazy.
3: Yeah, especially with this offense we were just talking about. But, you know, even more glaring to me was the fact this is the first time they won at home in, in nine tries. Ugh. It's been a calendar year since they've won at home, and that's that's horrible for any team, even the bad ones. Usually a luck out and win a couple at home, but, but the eight game slide was embarrassing. They they hated to talk about it. They they got upset when we brought it up. But you know what? You're gonna get it's gonna get mentioned when you don't win in a calendar year at home. And they finally did. So that monkey's off their back. You know they still have other problems. They do. They don't look like a playoff team to me. But I know on paper, what the offense gets going and matches what the defense is doing, which is carrying this team. Granted, they're only three and four, but the defense is playing like a playoff team. And if the offense can catch up, I think they're going to make it and and find a way to sneak in. NFC is just horrible, Amy. Look around. (laughs) It's horrible football everywhere.
2: It definitely does not have many standouts. I'll give you that.
3: (laughs) No, but tonight was fun. This This was a game on Thursday night that I think everybody can go, oh, wow, hey, it's not bad. So it's pretty good football. <laughs>
2: touchdowns. We like touchdowns when it comes to Thursday yeah. night football. Yes. Bob McManaman is with us from Glendale or close to the stadium after covering Thursday night football. He's a writer for the Arizona Republic and long time with the Cardinals. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, it happened in the late stages of the game. So what's your reaction to Christian McCaffrey landing in the NFC wow. West?
3: Yeah, the Cardinals just, uh, we were just there a few weeks ago in Carolina, and not often you get to see a a guy three times unless you meet him in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, in in this case, it could be four times if the Cardinals get there. Look, 49ers look pretty good. And adding a weapon like that, I know they gave up a lot of draft capital, but that's what they and the Rams and the Seahawks do. Every year, they burn through draft decks to win, win, win. And, you know, it's helped all three of those franchises go far and get to Super Bowls, or at least NFC Championships in some case they two of those teams have won it. San Fran hasn't won it again lately, but they've been there and they that's how they they're built. Cardinals are a little different. They operate a little different. That, maybe that's why they've only been there once. But uh it doesn't make it any easier having to face McCaff, McCaffrey three times. If he stays healthy, that's a big if. Amy, I mean, love the guy, but he does get hurt. He does. Uh and he can't stay healthy for some reason. He was he's been hurting this year with a thigh thing that's that almost didn't let him play against the Cardinals, but he did almost have a hundred yards rushing against them. Mm-hmm. So good trade for the 49ers, bad news for the Cardinals and the NFC West.
2: We're just one game into week seven now. So looking at the landscape of the division over the first six weeks, what stands out to you?
3: It's anybody's division. <laughs> and you know, it, it harkens back to when it used to be that way. <laughs> it's at least it's better than the old NFC East used to be where you didn't know who won until the team the first team got to eight wins at the last game of the year. That's usually what happened in the NFC East. Right, I remember when the Cardinals played in that division and then they weren't fortunate to, to ever really do that well there. But it's close. It's anybody's ball game out in the NFC West and that's that's good for everybody. I mean, I the Seahawks are playing a lot better than I thought they, they could. Geno <laughs> Smith has resurrected his career. It's great to see the Rams look like they're They've got real problems, though, I, you know, and, not just, and it's not a Super Bowl hangover. They've just got issues all around, and offensive line's a mess. The quarterback's got a gnarly elbow. There's Cam Akers, whatever the heck's going on there. You know, OBJ right. doesn't look like he's coming back. I mean, that's a mess over there. And San Fran just plows along. They get hurt every year, and they still find a way to get it done. And I don't have a lot of faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. A lot of people do. I don't. Uh, we'll see if that – I mean, he does win. It's just, I don't know. Big game seems to disappear in my book, but uh, it, it's anybody's ball game, and I, I don't know if I'd call the Cardinals a playoff team, but they'll be in the hunt. There's no doubt. Mm.
2: Sometimes it's hard for me to remember that the Cardinals were 8-0 to start last season. 7 O, seven 7-0. 7-0, excuse yeah. me. It has changed a lot over the course of the last year.
3: Yeah, this team looked, it started off like it finished the year, and the Cardinals were so into themselves, shall I say, that this offseason, they did absolutely nothing to bring new flavor, punch, and power to to the roster. They just re-signed the, the core people they thought they needed, mostly all on offense, uh, and figured, you know what? We were the team in the first half that went 7-0, and that went 10-2. and We're not that team that struggled down the stretch. But you know what? That's exactly what this team was to open this season at 2-4. and four. And did they turn the corner? No, they 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 beat a New Orleans team that was missing half of its star players, you know that, that are game changers, and playing a defense that should have been playing much better this year. That was one of the best defenses coming into the league. Everyone assumed that, everyone felt that, and they've been getting torched, giving up points like crazy. Hmm. It's not who that Saints defense is, but again, injuries. Uh, so and the Cardinals to me still haven't figured it out. They're still, there's still something missing. Something's misfiring. But again, the defense, I'll give them credit. They're playing above water, way above water, probably above their heads. Been a lot of young guys who are leading the charge and that's, that's great for a defensive coordinator, not great for the head coach who's an offensive supposed whiz kid.
2: Every team in that division has three wins now that the Cardinals picked up the victory to start week seven. So it is wide open, as you say. You can find Bob on Twitter at AZBobbyMac, M-A-C, and he is a senior sports writer for the Arizona Republic, longtime on the Cardinals NFL beat, and we're glad to have him on the show following Thursday Night Football. Thanks so much for a couple of minutes, Bob.
3: You bet, Amy. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, picture
0: this.